This is Virginia Dare, and you're listening to VDare Radio. If mainstream media reporters were anything other than activists or de facto campaign workers for Hillary Clinton, the deep divisions within the Democratic Party would have been the main story coming out of the DNC. The Democrats couldn't get through the invocation without booing and chants for Bernie Sanders. A tribute to law enforcement was also booed, and a whole group of delegates simply left the conference rather than watch Hillary Clinton speak, leading to unconfirmed reports the DNC was forced to recruit people on Craigslist to fill the arena. Even on the last day, there were delegates waving signs saying, No TPP, in reference to the job-killing Trans-Pacific Partnership. Barack Obama, along with his good friend Paul Ryan, has been a vocal proponent of TPP, as was Hillary Clinton in the past. Now, of course, she claims she's against it, but nobody really believes that. Even her crony Terry McAuliffe, governor of Virginia, is telling people she will support it once she's safely in power. Donald Trump has been trying to reach out to Bernie Sanders supporters who disagree with globalization and so-called free trade agreements. The Republican nominee even predicted Sanders supporters would rally to Trump because of their top issue, which he characterized as trade. Unfortunately, there's little to suggest this will happen. Sanders supporters tend to be the most committed to left-wing identity politics, which in practice just boils down to being anti-white. And Sanders himself endorsed Hillary Clinton and is enthusiastically attacking Trump, even though Hillary Clinton, as nominee, makes a mockery of his entire cause. The fact is, few people support Hillary Clinton as President of the United States. Even the first woman argument seems hollow, as, after all, Hillary Clinton only has a career because she married Bill Clinton, who was, whatever you think about his politics, an incredibly gifted politician. It's not terribly inspiring when the journey of the supposed underdog takes her from the White House back to the White House. Left and right, we all know Hillary Clinton is the candidate of the status quo, the candidate of Wall Street, the candidate of neoconservative foreign policy consensus, and most of all, the candidate of open borders. But she can still count on the de facto support of most of the most militant leftists in the country who passionately believe that stopping immigration and enforcing our laws is a kind of crime against humanity. Issue by issue, it should be possible, in theory, to build a populist coalition against globalism, so-called free trade, salary-destroying open borders policies, and endless, pointless wars. But such a coalition seems almost impossible in reality. Political correctness, which is really just another way of saying the enforcement of an entrenched anti-white belief system, prevents the populist left and right from ever joining forces. Donald Trump wants to talk about trade. The average Sanders supporter is screaming that he's Hitler. Meanwhile, the plutocratic interests... Sanders is supposedly challenging are laughing their heads off. Political correctness isn't about challenging the status quo. It's about protecting the status quo. It's a way of preventing the emergence of a true populist force which can stand up for American workers. Occasionally you'll hear certain people say we need to get beyond left and right. But while there are some right-wingers who are willing to do that, Few leftists are willing to do the same because PC has convinced them their right-wing interlocutors are actually bad people. The conservative movement has its own version of PC culture, its own taboos which are not allowed to be transgressed. Obviously, caving to the left on certain issues, especially racial matters, is a major part of this. It's at the heart of what we are talking about when we talk about cuckservatism. 
but it actually goes deeper than that into policy. Conservatism, Inc. is willing to mobilize cultural resentment when it comes to issues like gay marriage, but they are extremely anxious to avoid anything that has to do with trade. Consider Barack Obama's famous clinging to guns and religion speech. Conservatives got good and outraged when Obama said at a fundraiser that dispossessed whites were responding to cultural change by clinging to their guns and religion, as if these things were unimportant. Conservatives, rightly, went nuts. But look at the full quote Obama actually said. Quote, You go into these small towns in Pennsylvania, and, like a lot of small towns in the Midwest, the jobs have been gone now for 25 years and nothing's replaced them. And they fell through the Clinton administration and the Bush administration, and each successive administration has said that somehow these communities are going to regenerate, and they have not. And it's not surprising, then, they get bitter, they cling to guns or religion or antipathy toward people who aren't like them, or anti-immigrant sentiment or anti-trade sentiment as a way to explain their frustrations, unquote. Notice Obama mentioned anti-immigrant sentiment and anti-trade sentiment. Of course, both these touch directly on the economic well-being of these people he's talking about. These issues aren't a distraction or some kind of misdirection, they are core to what is happening to these communities. But notice conservatives didn't talk about that. That's because they don't want their base mobilized on these issues any more than the progressives do. Ultimately, the establishment of both parties are united when it comes to forcing more immigration, more globalization, and lower wages down the throats of Americans. So-called conservatives do it on the grounds of some mythical free market, Progressives increasingly do it in the name of revenge on the racist and evil white America, but in the end, they are both part of the same plutocratic agenda. Breaking this bipartisan establishment means turning to a wrecking ball, someone who can smash through all of this. That's what Donald Trump is all about. And that's why the media, the protectors of the status quo, and the courtiers of power are relying so heavily on PC to destroy him. It's the biggest weapon they have but also the last one they have left. Let's hope Donald can smash through this one, too. I'm Virginia Dare, and we'll speak again soon.